y'all. Welcome back. My name is Ebony Harris. And I'm Elisa Bokeen. And we are two brown chicks changing the face of therapy on both, both sides, sides of the couch. Of the couch. We are back with a new episode, and we're excited to have our friend, Kalia Guillory, here with us from Nat Bar. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> Always hey, a good friend. time. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Always a turn up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're excited to have you, and we've had you before. You are one of the few. We only have like three, I think, people that have returned, so you are one of the very, very few that are invited back. So we thank you for joining us again. <laughs> and it's so, a whole honor. Thank you all. <laughs> tell the people that haven't heard your first episode a little bit about you. Absolutely. What's up, dope humans? Kalia O'Gillery here. I am a Forbes feature certified sleep expert. I'm a lover of humanity. I love 80s hip hop, 90s R&B. I'm obsessed with sunglasses, watches. And listen, if I and if I could go a little deeper, I'm really, truly obsessed with sleep. So much so, I am the founder of the founder and CEO of Nap Bar. Yes, you heard me right. Nap Bar, like go lay down. <laughs> and it is your first of a kind white glove rest sanctuary, artificial intelligence rest sanctuary that we curated for sleepy humans like everybody that's listening to this and watching this to go in, pop in, take a luxury nap. You can get a, a meditation session, do a little yoga whatever your heart desires and you can re refresh recharge and rejuvenate and then get back out into the world and be your great self so that's me that's a little bit about me it's Kalia O'Gillery and Nat Bar I love it and you know the first time that we had you on I think Nat Bar was like you had just begun to manifest this idea I think the first time we had you on you were actually it's how we met you you had a documentary on mental health Mm -hmm. And you were right. come on to promote that and had begun, I think you had just begun kind of conceptualizing that bar. So I'm seeing, almost certain of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So see how far you've come. And, you know, we know, we know as clinicians that there is a direct relationship with mental health and sleep. And so look at how that happened, right? You came in mm -hmm. talking about mental health and now we had to sleep. And I know that you've also gotten a lot of training and education around sleep as you've done this. Mm -hmm. And I will say, Ebony and I, we were able to go to Nap Bar and actually yes. experience this. And that was, that was an experience. Yes. I remember Ebony and I were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very nice spa-like nap experience. I don't even know if that's, <laughs> but that's what it felt like. That's what yeah. it felt like. Yeah. yeah. So talk to us then, Kalia, like why is sleep so important to our mental health? I mean, sleep is the baseline of everything, right? If I could get a little nerdy for a second, a lot of people don't realize this, but when we deprive our bodies of restorative rest and adequate sleep, uh, our bodies doesn't get a chance to, to process the way it's supposed to. I'll give you an example. When we go to bed at night, our, that gives our, our brain a chance, to, the memories from the day to download. 
And we're also allowing our body to cleanse out the toxins in our body. So imagine whenever you get, you know, people who are team no sleep and I'll sleep when I'm dead. If you ask them if they've been up for like 24 hours, 48 hours straight, and you ask like, hey, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? They'll be like, oh, mm, I don't know. The reason why they don't know is because they haven't had a chance for their body to download those memories of the day. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you are in a profession where you got to be on it, that's pretty much everybody, right? Like your people's lives is going to depend on this, this, this decision that you're going to make. If you're not getting yourself adequate rest, so imagine the human error. You know, NASA conducted a study on sleeping military pilots and astronauts, and they found that a 26 minute nap increased their productivity by up to 34% and alertness by 54%. You know, when, when we think about our mental health, you know, as many of us, as, as as I'll speak for myself, I put on that COVID, that, that those COVID pounds, right? And a lot of people don't realize this, but you know, your mental health is also associated with how you see yourself in the mirror. And sleeping, lack of sleep, also contributes to to weight gain. And so, you know, whenever we expose that and we share that with some of my, my coaching clients, they're like, man, I've been in the gym all this time and, you know, I, I've been eating right. And I was like, well, well how, talk to me about your sleep hygiene. Talk to me about your bedtime ritual. Talk to me about, let's not talk about you putting getting into the gym or you're training dirty and you're eating clean. Yeah, that's good. But what's up with your sleep? What is your relationship with sleep? And so I am definitely on a mission to demystify this braggadocious culture of team no sleep, uh, just because, simply put, it's enslaved mentality and our body deserves more. If we want to operate at capacity and catapult to the next level of, of greatness, well, we need to get rest because lack of rest is simply put, it feeds into your depression and anxiety and all the things that can impact us from being able to, to really truly be out in the world the way that we want to show up in the world. You hit like so like there that that's like a whole dissertation, right? <laughs> All of that, like everything you just said. I mean, from the production, but also um just the lack of alertness, how COVID impacted all of this. One of the things that you said there at the beginning that really stood out to me was um that is when we download the you know, what happened in the day, which automatically took me to why we have some of the dreams, you know, that we have, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, making that Absolutely. connection in our brain processing, all of that. Um, and then I, I know like, like with pilots, right? Like pilots have to get a certain amount, like they can only fly so much. They have to get a certain amount of sleep. Um, so it just makes so much sense, right? And then at the same time, what you're talking about at the end where, and yet we live in this culture that celebrates depriving our bodies from slowing yep. down, from getting rest. And it is very much rooted in this idea that humans are for production and producing, and that's what's celebrated. So to yep. be to be going out there and telling people, Hey, let's get more sleep, right? Is 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 really a form also of resistance. Um, and I know that your way, uh, the reason that you came to be, you know, I didn't ask you this at the beginning, but kind of like even how this idea came to you is because you were part of that um 
Listen, y'all, I was a part of the Team No Sleep Club. I had a t-shirt to prove it, a literal t-shirt that I made (laughs) that said Team No Sleep and I wore it with pride because I come from corporate America and I was giving all these atta girls and high fives and pats on the back whenever I would say, oh, they was like, oh, how did you get this report to us so fast? Oh, I worked through the weekend and I didn't, I didn't leave the office and, you know, oh, it's Monday morning and I haven't slept all, all day. Like it's, it's crazy. And you're applauded for that type of, of behavior because society has told us that's what it takes for you to get ahead. And one day I woke up and I was beyond sleep deprived and I didn't even know it. Like, that's the sad part about it. It's because I have been an avid napper my entire life. So naps were saving my life. But I, if I, if without those naps, there's no, I, I already know I wouldn't have been a functioning human being. There's no way it could have been done. I was traveling 75% of the time and working 85 plus hours a week. You can't, you, how do you, how do you sustain that? You can't, you absolutely can't. And you know, my levels were shifting. I mean, it's, I wasn't feeling healthy. I wasn't feeling good. It was just, my depression was at its whole all time high. I mean, it was so many things. If I could go back and look at it, it's pointing to the lack of sleep and sleep deprivation that's been manufactured by this society that we live in. And I would say that's the, the American culture because you go out across the pond to Europe and, mm-hmm. and Japan and Asia and these different countries, siesta and go is a thing. I went to Italy and, and don't try to do anything for a couple of hours in the afternoon because they have shut the country down. Right, <laughs> don't, they don't right. care if you're hungry. They don't care if you need to take whatever. They are done. They are taking their rest. They are on siesta. So it, it's um it really truly is trying to reverse engineer the way we Americans really have our relationship with rest and specifically you know brown and black people BIPOCs like we we are the ones that really truly need to reevaluate our relationship with rest because just speaking for myself I mean my mother worked at a refinery plant for 33 years and I could count on one hand the amount of time she called off from work. You, Yep, you yep. should be able to deserve a mental day. You should be able to, if you're sick, you shouldn't have to, you know, force yourself to go in. Like you, like, come on now. And I think, you know, especially for my generation, we grew up in households like that. And so we've been conditioned to do so. And now it's a matter of unconditioning what that looks like for us and giving ourselves permission to do so. Yeah, that's right. And I'd also like to add that Kalia is one of the most energetic humans that I know. <laughs> Definitely. So, for you to get to the point of exhaustion, you probably were doing more than 85 hours a week because <laughs> was, I've never met ooh. anybody with as much energy as you. Oh, friend. <laughs> Very true. Um, it's interesting having this conversation. So today, this is just a little behind the scenes for me. Today, I have been like very sluggish. I have a headache right now that is out of this world. And I didn't even put it together that it's probably because I didn't get enough sleep. I traveled... I was supposed mm-hmm. to get, I'm in Dallas right now. I was supposed to get here at like eight o'clock. My flight got pushed back and I didn't get here till midnight. And then I couldn't go straight to sleep when I got here because my brain wasn't ready for that. So I ended up staying up to like two, almost three o'clock in the morning. Then I had a nine o'clock presentation I had to do. So that means I had to wake up at like seven. Ooh. So I'm sitting here like, why am I so tired? It's, I didn't even put it together until you were talking and you were kind of saying like, this is the reason why we have these different issues and we don't even think about mm-hmm. it. We just think just work harder, go harder. Right. Right. And so I'm so curious about like, what are some of the common reasons why we aren't getting enough sleep? What you just said, we, we, we are going hard and we're not spending, giving ourselves enough time to pause, to be still 
And I struggle with this myself, right? And despite the fact that I take a nap every single day, I mean, just yesterday, this week was, I was tired all week and I kept waking up like, oh, I'm so tired. I knew I was doing my sleep routines because when I thought about it, the previous week I had a huge campaign for nap bar and I was going heavy at it, right? And this week I, I'm feeling the residual effects of what of my what my behaviors were last week. And so this week, I yesterday I laid in the bed all day. I had a shark day. I, I didn't do any work. Now, for me, a shark day is I can't leave the bed. I can only go to the kitchen to eat and to the restroom, to the bathroom. That's it. But if I go anywhere else outside of my of my house, then the sharks are going to swarm and they're going to come and eat me. <laughs> I don't know. It's dramatic. <laughs> but those are my shark days. And, you know, but but to, to get back to your, your question, it really the stem of it is stress. You know, a lot of common causes is between stress and we are just overworked. We are burnt out and don't know it. And the last piece is just poor sleep hygiene, right? We're not setting a, a set schedule for when we wake up and when we go to bed. You know, a lot of my my, my customers or my, my, my coaching clients, they come to me and they'll go to bed on Monday at nine and then they're up at like 1 a.m. and then they stay up all day and then they crash. Or and on Wednesday, they'll go to bed at 11 and then they'll wake up at seven. Well, your body has this thing called circadian rhythm. It's your internal wake clock. If you're not consistently going to bed at a consistent time and waking up at a consistent time, your body doesn't know what's going on. It's kind of like with, with shift work. If you are used to working overnights and you know you got to make sure that you keep the, the space that you're in black out and pitch black while you're trying to sleep because the moment the sun rises, your body is going to think naturally, oh, it's time for you to be up. When real, reality is you should be asleep. You know, the, the poor sleep hygiene is a really big factor to it. It's, it's not committed to a bedtime ritual. It's uh, having these things attached to us whenever we are getting ready for bed and scrolling through Insta and liking posts on Facebook right before we're trying to go to bed. That blue light that's, a, that's illuminating inside or emitting into our eyesight is telling a function or sending a message to our brain saying, hey, there's light. You're supposed to be up because our brain is very, very smart. And so, you know, if we can commit to not sleeping with this thing, I personally haven't slept with my phone in my room, gosh, since 2017. That was like the last time I did that on my birthday. And so now it's, it's plugged in into the into the kitchen. It's still my alarm clock. But the last thing I do is I'm going through my gratitude list. I'm thinking about the things I'm happy about. I'm visualizing the day and what I want the next day to look like. And then the first thing I'm doing when I wake up, I'm not scrolling on my on Insta. I'm not checking email. I'm not stimulating my brain. I am taking the first 45 minutes of the day for me. And some people are listening it's like, oh, I don't have 45 minutes. We'll take the first five minutes of the day for you. You know, write out journal, write out your gratitude list, um, say your prayer. For me, some depending on the day, I'm, I might listen to some trap music. I might listen to a little Jay-Z. I'm on this Beyonce Renaissance album like crazy right now. So I might be listening to that. So, you know, it could be some gospel music. It just depends on what my soul needs to be fed in that particular moment. So I can really, truly meet, reach my capacity of greatness for that particular day. And from week over week, day over day, sometimes minute over minute, it just looks different. And we just have to be open to to being okay with changing it up sometimes. You know, I think one of the things that I thought about also, you know, when Ebony, when you were sharing about not even recognizing, and I think this, again, really speaks to Black and Brown folks, where we talk about regularly, like we're so used to just 
taking on more, taking on more, taking on more. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think our, you know, barometer for you're doing too much, like you need to rest yeah. is off because of the messages that we've gotten about just keep going. And we, we become so disconnected from what we're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this then with all of the research you've done and the studies and, and, and everything that you've learned about sleep, what's been the most alarming thing that you learned about as it relates to how sleep deprivation impacts us? I've got two. I'm gonna give you a bonus one. The first one I would say is, you know what? It's lower libido levels and less interest in sex. It is a direct correlation (laughs) to lack of sleep, you know? And so people don't even think about it. Oh, I'm not feeling my sexiest or he doesn't think I'm sexy. She doesn't think I'm sexy. Well, when was the last time both of you guys had enough energy or and desire to want to have a little extracurricular time, you know, if, if you're tired and you're lacking energy, that's the last thing on your mind. Cause right now you're like, Oh, I hope I can go to sleep and stay asleep. Especially if yep. you're suffering from insomnia, you're waking up at three, four o'clock in the morning. And the last thing you want to do is be up late. And, and you're thinking, well, I'm going to be up in a couple of more hours. So no, nah, I'm going to just try my luck and go to sleep right now. Right. That's right. probably the most alarming one. And then the second one, is that sleep, uh, there's a thing called drowsy driving. And drowsy driving, per the CDC, has stated that it is equivalent to driving under the influence. So for folks who are getting consistently less than the the CDC uh, recommended guidelines of seven to nine hours a night, uh, if you consistently are doing that, you are equivalent to getting behind the wheel and driving as if someone has uh, taken a substance and or alcohol. And I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, the numbers are alarming. They, and I think in the U.S., it's like over 300,000 crashes are blamed because of, of drowsy driving. So it really, truly is a thing. There's some fatalities that have been attached to that as well. So, you know, it's, it's really, it's really a thing. You know, a lot of people like kid about, oh, well, sleep, whatever. That's, that's a luxury. And I'm like, no, it's a necessity. You know, it's something that we absolutely need. And we, we really have to, we have to re-envision the, the way that we approach it because it's not a luxury. It's, it's a necessity. It's so needed. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting when you said about the libido piece and I was thinking also, when are people going to bed together? So many people just like wait to the last possible minute, you know, like, Oh, I need to go to sleep right now. And then that's when they go that lay too. down. So when do we actually have time to connect? Um, one of the things that I think about often is when we did go to the nap bar and I stated, and I continue to say this, but I'm just not, I feel like I'm not a napper, right? I don't necessarily, I, I feel like I'm always angry when I wake up from a nap, probably because I'm taking too long of naps. That probably is a problem. But, um, but when I was at the nap <laughs> it bar, is, it is, friend, it is, you sleeping. Exactly. You sleeping. <laughs> right. I'm taking a sleep, not a nap. Uh, so, but when we were at the nap bar, one of the things that was helpful for me and what I've even kind of with my clients and for myself is even if you don't sleep, there are still benefits and rest. And so to be able to lay and and have quiet and silence and be still, which a lot of us don't want to do for several reasons, it's it's impactful. So that was just something that I was thinking about as we were talking. I was like, I always think about like when we went, I did end up dozing off, but a lot of it was just me kind of laying there, relaxing, listening to the music and and just kind of like being still, which is not something I do very often in general. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I'm 
curious about what are the mental health benefits of napping? I mean, it, you know, everything is, is tied to our overall body, right? It's a holistic approach to everything. So you think about it boosts your creativity by up to 40 per, 40%. It it aids in boosting your immune system, you know, like when there's when COVID hit, you know, I was big about preaching, like, make sure you're taking your naps. I know you're at home, but if you want to boost your immune system, you need to do it now. Go and take your nap. Um, you know, especially for brown and black folks, it reduces, as studies have proven that it reduces high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, cardiovascular disease. You know, this is so powerful, especially women and people of color, because these ailments are, you know, massive in our communities. And, you know, I one of the things that I'm really bent on is, is how can we empower and give the resources and tools and knowledge to these communities who don't necessarily have access to this or even thinking about it so that they can see some mental benefits. I mean, the mental acuity is, is another big one. You know, your ability to problem solve quicker. Is be, I'll give you an example. There'd be times I'm in here in the office and I'm working and I'm like, why is it taking me so long to solve this? Like, I know I know what the solution is, but why is it taking me so long to connect these dots? And then, boom, be like, oh, it's two o'clock. It's about time for you to go and take your nap. So I literally start what I'm doing. I could be in the middle of something. It could be a hard deadline and I will gift myself 20 minutes to go lay down, take a nap or just unplug and recharge. And the minute I come back, it's like, oh, that's it. That's all I had to do. And then boom, I'm, I'm, I'm off to the races for the rest of the day. And so, you know, it's, it, it, those are the biggest health benefits. It's, 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 it is the benefit. It's the overall overarching benefit for your health, your physical, your mental, your emotional. I mean, you just feel better when you're rested. Everything is good. Like people aren't getting on your nerves and you're feeling better at the gym. You feel like you've got another set, you know, you, you can do everything you need to do because you're rested. Yeah. Can you, um, I'm going to ask you another question, but I think you made a good, you highlighted to something there, Ebony, like maybe I'm sleeping too much. So what is the ideal amount of time for a nap? Ideal time for a nap. Thank you for bringing that back up because I think our friend here, if you're sleeping lo longer than 30 minutes, then you're falling into REM, which is rapid eye movement, which is the reason why you're waking up groggy because your your body is going to sleep. So if you really want to get that that boost of energy from a good nap, 30 minutes, I would say, you know, 30 minutes or less. For me, my sweet spot is 20 to 30 minutes, depending on what I have going on. That NASA stat was 26 minutes, you know, so for the most part, I might set my alarm for 30 minutes and give myself those four minutes just to kind of get in the right position, get comfortable. And then I'm, 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 I'm off to my sleep. Um, but you know, I always say there's a caveat to all this, right? Per the CDC, you should be sleeping seven to nine hours. There's always going to be exception to the rule because the CDC doesn't know your body makeup. It doesn't know your DNA. It doesn't know your genetics. It doesn't know all this stuff. So I have some clients who are operating at greatness at five and a half hours per, per night. And I have some who require nine and a half hours per night. I mean, there's a huge variance, but the thing is, is that we figured out what works for them. They're not waking up groggy. They're not waking up tired. They're not moody throughout the day. They don't need caffeine to keep them going throughout the day. So, you know, it really is finding out what your, your sleep uh, IQ really is and what does that look like and what do you need to do to achieve that every single night. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that's learned. It's a learned behavior and it's it's something that can definitely be achieved for sure yeah that may yeah that i like that sleep iq hmm, okay 
And I'm definitely gonna I'm, call I just, more. That just came to me. I feel like I yeah. I was like, I was like, do you have like, like a quiz have. to like? Right. Yes, we need a quiz so we can yeah. determine our sleep. Yes. IQ. See, look yes. at that. And that happens. Done. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm more towards the nine hours. I'm like, I know there's folks. They wait. I'm like, that's just not me. Never been me. I don't think it'll ever be me. But I like what you said. You got to figure out what works for you. So. What mm-hmm. would you then say are your top three tips, top three tips for better sleep? My first one is my favorite one is take a bath every night if you can, right? Maybe it's multiple times throughout the night. The reason why bathing and taking a bath, I'm not bathing, you all bathe, right? But t- t- taking an actual bath is is very imperative for me is because I also, as I mentioned earlier, I, I suffer from bouts of depression. And so taking a bath has been linked to to minimizing those d- depression bouts that I have. And it also, because when you take a warm bath, it, it warms up your core, inner core temperature. And then when you get out the bath or when you're done, you immediately start to cool off. And when you do that, it sends an indicator to your brain that, oh, hey, she must be about to wind down. It must be time for us to go to bed because you had a, a complete change in your in your core body temperature temperature, and now your body and your brain recognizes like, hey, I think it's about time for us to go to bed because it's dark outside as well. And so that's my, my first tip. The second one is making sure that I surround myself by live green plants. Um, especially in my bedroom or in the in, in the uh, in the bathroom, a snake plant, an aloe vera plant, because those have been proven to clean the oxygen in the air. They also help if you have um, allergies; they help with that, and it just help you get some restful sleep at night. All right, so yeah, so you know, I also recommend get your roll on. Uh, the roll I'm talking about <laughs> is a foam roller, like <laughs> you know, like when you work out, you get that little thing from the gym, and you. You roll your, your achy muscle out because it'll just help expand that soreness. Well, that also mirrors a massage. And we all know what happens whenever you get a massage. Whenever they're done, you're thinking like, oh, I could just lay here for another 20, 30 minutes and take me a nap. Well, the same thing is, is, is going to happen. You're duplicating that same experience when you do a foam roller. And or get inside of your bedroom, get in, sit on your bed and actually do bedtime yoga. That's actually a thing. If you Google bedtime yoga, in the bed on YouTube, there's a plethora of, of videos that will pop up. You know, those are definitely helpful too. Just stretching of any kind, just especially specific movements will help your body start to unwind and get ready for bed. And I'll tell you a bonus tip is mood lighting. You know, mood lighting is like my end all be all. I take a bath, uh, I have mood lighting on, blue lights on when I'm taking my bath. I don't have any light on but the blue light because Blue light is linked to helping with depression. Green light is linked. Studies have shown been linked to helping with inflammation in your body. I mean, so there's so many different things you can do to help you really mentally unwind from the day and get ready for bed. That's a, that's that's really good. And I think that's going to be really helpful. There, it's very specific too, right? It's not like, put your phone outside late. Like, it's no, like, take a bath. <laughs> Relax your body. <laughs> like that's perfect. So uh Wait, no. yes, exactly. I was like I was like looking for my mood lighting. I was like, ooh, the blue. Cause I have like that little up lighting and I had I was like, ooh, where's my yeah. look at me. I'm about to turn out. Are my you about blue. to turn your light? I'm about to <laughs> you turn your lights on. Let me see, let's see, let's see. You're okay. gonna be taking a nap before our next meeting. I was that's gonna say I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> I'm about to let's see. Okay, let's see. 
There you go. There, okay, Ooh. I'm set. Look at that. Ooh, there we go. You said. You said. You now said time is happening. Night night. <laughs> nap nap. You can get your little nappy Ooh, poop. About to go sleep. Yes. That's so funny. Okay, so we are about to wind wind it up wind it down i can't even talk um and we're gonna ask the question we know that you are an advocate for therapy mental health and all of that so we want to hear why do you think therapy is dope for me it has allowed for me to operate in my greatness and show up as i am who i am and being proud of that every single day you know, being therapy has been a sounding board for me and my actual therapist is the person that I can tell the things that I'm afraid to tell myself in the mirror. Right. And then I know there will be no judgment. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is because there's that sacred relationship that you have with your therapist because you know, they're not judging you. You know, they're not going to give you any feedback based on they know in your experience as you were a kid or anything like that. I mean, it's just it's just an incredible relationship because you can truly show up in the in the most vulnerable state, tell this person, and they'll give you tools and tips and resources and they'll even love on you to help you to help you get through whatever it is. And it's the same loving that you get whenever you're whenever you're high, whenever you got great things going on, and when you got a little bit of drama going on. You know what I mean? Like it's still it's still the same thing. I mean, I love going to therapy. It's like, ah, oh, man, I get to go to therapy today. Like, let's go. It's like, all right. And you know, it's um, I've been in therapy pretty much my entire adult life because my mother passed away when I was right after my 22nd birthday. And the reason why I'm in therapy is because of my my big sister. I went dark for a whole year. You know, I, I wasn't going to work. I sat on the couch. I gained 50 pounds. All I would do is wake up, I'll eat donuts, go to sleep, watch TV, get some chicken wings, some French fries, go to sleep, watch a little TV, wake up and then eat some hamburgers. I mean, and that, that was it because my best friend was gone and I didn't know how to process that. And so finally one day my sister came to me, flew in town and said, mom will be beyond disappointed because she sacrificed way too much for you to be sitting on this couch playing small. And the mm. next day she checked me into therapy. And so I, uh, I owe everything to my big sister because that was a, a pivotal and critical time for me in my adult life. Cause you know, I was just becoming an adult. I was still forming. Right, and so right. 20 plus years later, I, I, I will sing to the rooftops, the importance of, of therapy when not just when things are going bad or whenever you're in grief or you, therapy all year round, because, you know, and, and I might not need that much check in now, but I still check in like, Oh, Hey, I need to tune up when are you available? I need to talk to you. And so, you know, I'm, I've always, I will always be a huge, um, advocate for therapy because therapy is really truly dope that is probably one of the best answers i've ever heard oh. i'm like this is gonna be a sound bite this is gonna be like the rolling oh. intro <laughs> oh. no that was good that, that, was good. Is, that yes i love i love that um and there were so many things that you said in there that just i think as a therapist, also, we love to hear, right? Because I think a lot of the people that we have on the show are typically therapists. And so many of them have also gone to therapy. But to hear it from somebody who is not a therapist and have the same sentiments in terms of why we think it's dope. I love that. I love it. Okay. I already know this. And that answer to this next question. <laughs> Everybody already knows the answer to this next question. Definitely. And, but we want to hear it from you. 
Why are you a dope human, dope sleep guru, dope entrepreneur? Tell us, sing, <laughs> sing your sing your own praises. Oh man, you know what? I always have to say it's because you guys might know this cat, Michelle Ngame came on my podcast like years ago, years ago. Like this is right around the time when y'all were on. Yeah. And she said, um, I've committed to die empty. And that stuck with me. And, mm. and the way she described it was, you know, I don't I don't wanna leave this world and be afraid and be afraid to not have the courage it will take to do everything that I designed to do and what I had intentions to do. And I adopted that big time. And I, um, I've committed to that empty. I think that's where my dopeness comes from because I told myself, I will not take my last breath and they, they cremate me or put me wherever they put me. And that's where all the billion dollar ideas would be. They will be out in the world when I take my last breath, attached to my legacy for generations to come, you know, creating jobs for my community and helping folks close a racial gap with, with wealth. Cause my why is to allow for generational curses to die with my parents. And I'm going to birth the generation of wealth, of innovation, of wisdom. And so in order for me to be able to really truly operate in that capacity, I have to die. I have to commit to dying empty. That's awesome. I think I might be a little sleep deprived because I, and maybe not, <laughs> but that made me tearful. Like you made my heart swell. Yeah. I'm like, like I was very moved by that answer. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, Fred, I love you. Yeah, this I love is why you she too. KOG speaks because she knows what yes. she's doing. <laughs> she knows yes. how to motivate and transform and all Touch of those hearts. things. Um, and, yes. and because I, I also know that you are doing those things. That's the yeah. other piece. Yeah. Like we, we can attest that, yes, that is very much what we see you doing. Um, and so, oh. Your your authenticity like shines through as far as like you just show up and like are a genuinely good person. Like just you know, I don't know how else to say it. And it's it's every time we talk to you, it's very clear, right? So we want to make sure people know how to connect with you. How do they if they want to work with you, they want to find that bar, they want whatever, how do they connect with you after they listen to this amazing interview? Absolutely. Nap Bar. You guys can check us out on our website. That's nap, N-A-P-B-A-R, now, N-O-W.com. Uh, on any of the social social media platforms, we're at N-A-P-B-A-R-H-O-U. And then me personally, if you want to check out, um, and also the book Sleep Consultations, you can click the link on the website I just gave you. Uh, for me personally, if you're looking for corporate corporations, you need a keynote or anything like that, um, I'm at kogpassion.com. That's the professional speaking firm and consulting firm. And across all social media platforms, I'm at kog, I'm sorry, kog speaks. And then I think on LinkedIn is my full name. And it's too many alphabets to spell out here, but you will see it whenever they drop Yeah, we will have all that linked, of course, and make sure that we have people make it easy for them to find you and support you. Um, we really there appreciate we you for joining us and, yes. and being here to have this conversation. It, it's all, it went from like, yes, take a nap to like inspiration and to like yes. validation <laughs> in our work and all kinds of stuff. Let me go ahead and take a nap so I can get out there and change the world. Yes. Exactly. yes, yes I'm like, yes. let me go lay down. Right you better go lay down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yes, we appreciate it. We, we probably will have you back for a third and fourth time coming up over the years. So yes. thank you so I got much. Y'all. y'all just let me know. I believe in the work you're doing. I believe in the lives that you're changing on each side of the couch. Ah. Likewise, likewise. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you to everyone that is listening and are watching. You can follow us across social media at Melanin and Mental Health, Melanin Health on Twitter. Also, make sure you go to melaninandmentalhealth.com to find a dope therapist, to find our previous podcast, as well as if you're looking for dope merchandise. And we will see you next week. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>